First malware running on M1. First malware designed for M1. First M1 malware has arrived. First M1 malware discovered. M1 faces first malware. In this video, I'm gonna tell you what this really means for M1, the Mac, and most importantly, for us. Sponsored by Ting. Only a small percentage of you watching right now are actually subscribed to the channel. So do me a solid, hit that button and bell so we can build the biggest and best community in tech together. The internet has exploded with M1 Mac malware headlines this week from the genuinely informative to the pathetically sensational. And I'll explain what all of that actually means in a hot minute, but I get it. I totally get it. The first time anything new happens, it is news by definition. And if it involves Apple, it's big news. Never mind if it bleeds, it leads. If it is Apple, it is clickable. And that's actually really good for Apple customers. The more, the higher the scrutiny Apple's under, the better it is for all of us. I'll get to the M1 specifically in a second, but malware means malicious software. In other words, any code designed to damage or compromise your computer. And there are viruses and Trojan horses that wanna get in and take over various levels of control. There's spyware that wants to steal your data and ransomware that wants to hold your data hostage. And there's adware that wants to just jack your money from clicks. Because where the iPhone and iOS were designed to be little crypto bricks from the start, the Mac originated as a relatively open computing system and that required Apple's security team to think different. So over the years, they've added things like sandboxing to prevent code from spreading from one app to another, Gatekeeper to prevent unauthorized apps from running without our express permission, system integrity protection and read-only system volumes to prevent any code from modifying the operating system, system extensions and driver kit to keep modifications out of kernel space and move them into user land, a permission system so apps have to ask us before they can access files, and XProtect notarization and MRT, the malware removal tool, which try to prevent malware from getting onto the Mac to begin with, allow Apple to scan apps before they're distributed and revoke certificates to stop them running if they later turn bad, and even remove or remediate known infections if they somehow still manage to land. And this is all defense in depth, just layers of protection. And some of them like gatekeeper and permissions are wicked obvious because they pop up or pop off so damn always. But other things like XProtect and MRT, those work quietly in the background. So many of us might not even know that they're there. Ultimately though, malware is just code. And if it runs on Intel, chances are it can run through Rosetta 2, which is the emulation or the translation layer on the M1 or the developer can use the same tools that any developer uses to port that code from Apple Silicon, from x86 to ARM64, because ultimately a tool is just a tool, and Apple makes excellent, excellent tools to port apps over to M1, which is why we have so many apps ported to M1 already, even big sophisticated apps. But even the best tools can and will be used occasionally for bad things. So just like any other code, any other app, someone used those excellent tools to port not a game or a utility from Intel to M1, but malware, which is absolutely, completely super frustrating, really an inconvenience, but not surprising or even unexpected, not in the least, not at all. And the same goes for Silver Sparrow, the second bit of malware to get attention this week, discovered on both Intel and M1 Macs, because again, code can be ported. That's how code works and Apple can pull the certificate to stop it from spreading further. That's how the system works, how it's working as designed and intended. 
But the other part of the story here, the part that isn't getting anywhere nearly as much attention, is that while the code may be ported to M1, the M1 environment it's being ported to is very different. M1 is the same silicon generation as A14, the A14 Bionic, the chipset in the iPhone 12. And that doesn't just translate to very high levels of performance efficiency. It also translates into very high levels of hardened security. So instead of Apple having to do just a lot more complex mitigations in software, the way they've had to do with Intel chips in the past, now they can do those mitigations more simply, more securely in silicon, almost from the silicon on up, just like they've been doing in the iPhone and iPad for years. And that means instead of flinging malware at a semi-detached wooden cabin, they're now flinging it at a not-so-little crypto brick. And there will still be issues. There will still be holes. There will still be bugs and exploits because there are always bugs and exploits. And Apple will still be judged on how fast their red teams, how fast their security teams respond to all of them every time. And if and when they inevitably fail to respond in a timely manner, they will be subject to that high level of scrutiny that Apple is always and welcomingly um, subject to. But none of that takes away at all from the fact that the Mac in standard mode now, the way the vast majority of customers will be using it, starts off on a much, much better security foundation. And that's a huge benefit to everyone using M1. Plus, Apple works continuously on new and improved security systems as well, like what's coming in iOS 14.5, namely Blastor, which will protect against things like Unicode rendering bugs and malicious payloads in iMessage, and also new protections against zero-click attacks. And on the M1, all of that gets all of the advantages of the silicon-based security systems as well. Now, I'm trying to keep this relatively high level, but if you really do want a deep dive into M1 Mac security, let me know in the comments. And if you want to save some money on your cell phone bill, check out Ting. Ting has the perfect plan for you and your family. You can get talk and text for 10 bucks a month, data from 15 bucks, five gigabytes for 25, unlimited from 45, whatever you need. Just go to renee.ting.com to check out the plans and see how much you can save. You get access to the best nationwide coverage in America on pretty much any phone, including the latest iPhone 12 or Galaxy S21, anything you can put a SIM card in, and you can keep your existing phone, keep your existing number if you want to as well, because the next generation of Ting Mobile is here. So Seriously, go to renee.ting.com and see how much you could save and get $25 off. Just click the link in the description or go to renee.ting.com and save $25. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. For more reactions to bad takes and fake leaks, check out the playlist above. I go through everything that's wrong in attention stealing and how to make it right. So just hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.